Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your Monday? It's fantastic, Dennis. How have you been? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I did... Let's see, what did I do? Did, did you, I went, did, you still haven't traveled to Hawaii yet, so wait no, for that, nope. that weekend. I did. Speaking of Hawaii, it's funny you bring that up. Um, I saw a car the other day with Hawaii license plates. <laughs> It's like, oh, what? (laughs) Shelly and Lola have done multiple times throughout the last two years uh, the license plate game where they just go around and they take what they do in their version is that they take pictures of Lola next to a license plate of every state. So they've actually completed Mm. that two or three times and found every state in Bloomington. So I, I mean, oh, wow. wow. Well, it's a kind of transient town, so you'll have that. That's one of the, you know, um, time, probably not timeless, but like traditional road trip games, right? I always, I did a lot of road trips with my family, a lot of, you know, I have a lot of siblings, and so we're constantly like, see if you can spot all the license plates. And you mostly see ones in the states you're in, um, but then you see, you see more. And, and I still sort of habitually will do it, um, when uh when i'm at an rv park right or if i go mm-hmm. somewhere kind of touristy like i'll look at the plates and i'm like oh yeah these people are from you know pennsylvania when i was in texas i of course saw a lot of texas plates but i would still see some other states uh from from nearby um and so that's uh that's fun yeah that the, i i was the hawaii plate it was funny that it, you know, they saw when I, th- I thought they were always going to run into something they were never going to be able to find. Right. You know, um, especially like a Hawaii or Alaska or something. But I, I think there's a, there's a guy who owns a business, a coffee shop business here in town and he's from Hawaii and he has Hawaii plates. And, and, and I think also a lot of the, the things is that they, you do get a lot of college kids that are driving from everywhere. Right. So, so they're, they're around places. They're, they're even driving from Hawaii. Yeah. You, you find like, you know, Rhode Island stuff like that's that seems like the little small low population states would be the hard ones to find. But yeah, yeah. That that tracks for me, although even though I didn't go to IU, I know there's a sort of stereotype of uh a lot of East Coast uh true. students. True. Yeah. That's um, true. I mean if you're if you're on the West Coast, why would you ever go past the mountains? You just all the there's, way to Indiana, yeah, and then there are <laughs> a lot a desert of desert there. Don't go even cross the desert. Just yeah, know. a lot of parents with like maybe kind of. A, I'm I'm just gonna say difficult. Like that's a loaded word, but there's no word I can use for that that's not loaded. Um, uh, kids will send them to school in the Midwest, thinking that oh, it'll yeah. be like <laughs> like a kind of. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're saying we get all the difficult kids here at IU, <laughs> or or that. just like thinking that oh they'll go to you know Indiana farm state and it'll be everybody will be you know kind of nice and quiet and peaceful, good good moral fiber kind of stuff. When really little do they know, <laughs> Bloomington is a blue island in the, right. in the middle of a red state. Right? It's not. Yeah. Uh, there's none of that. But um, none, none well, of not, that. None of it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I went up to, um, it's not too exciting, but I went up to uh, a town called Colonial Beach. I have not heard of that one. Uh, that sounds very, very uh, pilgrim of you. Yeah, kind of. It's the, so the, um, the RV park that I was staying at had a Colonial Beach address, 
And I was like, oh, well, that's some, but, you know, places have weird names, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sure, well, we're sure, close, sure. close to water. None of these, none of these Virginia parks is too far from the water. Um, and I, the, the way my scheduling went, I was there all day Saturday. And I was okay. like, well, let me see what's around here. And first, I'm going to go get breakfast because I like to go to a little diner and yeah, do yeah. that whole whole thing. Uh, and there was one in this town, like right on, on water. And so I drove up there. And from the street where I parked, I could see water sort of over. I could see, you know, a, a water horizon at the end of the road. And so I had breakfast and drove down to a public parking lot, you know, metered parking, mm-hmm. and walked up and down the beach. It is a beach, but it's a beach on uh, some part of the Chesapeake, or is it Chesapeake? No, that's the bay. Um, <laughs> the Potomac. The Potomac oh, the, river. the river. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I know it was a river. It's like a river, but like the river is not very far from flowing out into the Atlantic, so... There's still a lot of seagulls. The air is still a little salty. Um, the sand is um, a little more gravelly. It's like a lake at a beach. It's like a beach at a lake. Yeah, oh, yes, right. Um, um, a lot of uh, places in Lake Michigan are kind of like that. Exactly, exactly. It, it gave me strong uh, uh, Lake Michigan vibes. I know there's a town um, near... Well, it's not too near to where my parents live, but... Probably like two and a half hours, like if you come around Chicago, past Indiana Dunes and up into Michigan, uh, there's a town, and I'm going to completely blank on its name, but there's a lake town there that people like, um, and it's it's got a beach. And I'm like, yeah, it's a beach on Lake Michigan. It's it's like the ocean, if you've never been to the ocean. Because <laughs> yes, it's big, and yes, the... You can't see all the way across it, right? So you're like, yeah. oh, there's, there's a horizon of water, but there's no surf. Like, the waves are bigger than a, you know, like a little fishing lake. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. But it's not, it's not the ocean ocean. But anyway, um, I went there and walked up and down the, the little stretch of beach they have there. They have a, a, a statue of some like colonial settlers or something. I didn't see a plaque, so I'm not sure quite exactly what that was, but got a picture of it and went in a little art gallery and uh, what else? Nothing too exciting. Damn. Oh, I went... It's still um, pretty fun, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Closer to where the campground was um, is a National Historic Monument, right? It's another um, National Park Service site, uh, but not a park. It's a historic, historic site. Okay. Um, and it's the place where um, they, it's called George Washington's birthplace. So okay. it's not um, it's not his home that he had uh, Mount Vernon. But it's the farm that his parents had their their little plantation sort of oh, okay. plantation is not the right word. But, you know, their big farm on the on the water there and it's not original like the house that's there i guess was built in like the 1930s or something so it's nowhere near um accurate but there's uh um 
there's like a foundation of a building there that they're right now in the process of um, not excavating, whatever the it's, it's like it it's like an archaeological dig, right? They had an, okay. they have an archaeological company there digging out all the dirt, and they had a an interpreter there and one of the guys with the archaeology company to like explain it all to us what they're going to do and they're going to test the bricks and try to see if it's all from the same time or if it was added on to over the years. It basically was buried in when the house was built, right? So it's oh. it's been sort of preserved in the in the ground for 90 years and now they're they're going to dig it up and try and try and figure out what it was. Ah, I see. Um, and that was kind of interesting and it, cool. it's an it's a nice site. They have a whole like um um what's the word? There's a nature walk with with like uh boardwalks across the the wet or or marshy parts of it and that was nice and I got another stamp in my book. Um <laughs> that's going to be an awesome book when it's done. Yeah, yeah. Eventually maybe someday I'll I'll fill it up and I'll have to get one of the big ones cuz they <laughs> The one I have is the small one that like fits in my in my back pocket, um, but they have big like notebook sized ones that you know have space for everything. Um, but uh, it'll it'll be a while before uh, before I'm I'm there. Well, you're you're and getting there. Yeah. What minutes. else? What else did I do? Um, I rewatched uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, you did. Uh, what what uh, made you do that? So. Uh, the uh, oh maybe I should not talk about this on the show, but our our friends, mm-hmm. uh, uh, formerly of the Geek Scholars Movie News podcast, are on I think pretty much indefinite hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still want to watch and talk about movies in a less uh, uh, high pressure sort of yeah, um, sure just for fun, heaven forbid. Just right? just for fun, exactly. Um, and so that was their movie um, this time. They're I think they're meeting like once a month, maybe maybe every two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty sporadic, but that was their movie, so I rewatched it and uh, um, and we we chatted about it, and that was fun. Nice. Uh, the yeah. uh, Lawrence of Arabia, a river to my people. Is it, is it, that's mm-hmm. the one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. I like. I kind of liked it, if I remember right. It was product of its time, but I liked it. I discovered. Why do I want to get into this? Maybe not. <laughs> not not every not every streaming service has this either. But Netflix does, and I, I think a couple others do too. Um, but I I discovered that there are a lot of things that I can watch uh, slightly sped up. And <laughs> okay, really. I mean, I knew Lawrence of Arabia is very long, so I was like, definitely this. It, one. it is but, very long. Yes. But even like a normal episode of something that's like, you know, it's 42 minutes long, but I'm going to watch it at like 1.2 or one and a quarter speed. And okay. now it's like, it's like 35 minutes or something like that. I don't know the math off the top of my head, but it like, for the most part is fine. Like if there's music, maybe the music will be a little weird. Um, but a lot of, a lot of content is paced oddly slowly. I'm like, can we just keep it moving here? Can we get can, <laughs> pacing, can we pacing get people? This? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I know a lot of people do that, but 
I just tried it for the first time this past week, and uh, uh, I like it a lot. I I had not um, I had not uh, known that watching things in, on, at a, a bigger speed was a thing. A I mean, speed. I I do it when we used to do Klingons and Dragons. I would do it all the time. When I listen to this show to mark chapters uh, for the listeners, I I do that too because I don't need to. In the early days, I would listen closely for our make mistakes and fixes and stuff like that. But as we got, you know. Better. Uh, we never make mistakes now, Dennis. I mean, or we do, and I just <laughs> leave them in because I'm like, nobody really cares if, unless we say something <laughs> truly egregious. Um, I'm like, yeah, what's in the show is in the show. And so I just need to, I just need to hear when we switch topics, and I don't need to listen to every single word in detail. So I'll crank it up to like one and a half speed. But um, everybody else listening right now should definitely listen to it at, at the long time. And the, absolutely the at the at our normal <laughs> speaking pace and listen to that. Even I, <laughs> I used to do this with most podcasts that I, that I listen to, not that fast, but like 1.1 or something just a little faster. And um, now I use an app called Overcast, yep. which I, there are things about it I don't like. It's got a lot of ads on the screen and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but they have some kind of magic AI feature that will trim silence yeah, out of podcasts. I, I saw that last, last time I was using it. And so everything sounds the same, like the pitch is right. The problem I had with, with listening to podcasts literally sped up is if I had somebody in the car with me listening, they're like, why does this sound weird? And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't sound weird. This is how it always sounds. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's sped up. Yeah, and the theme music doesn't sound right and all that. But the thing Overcast does keeps all the pitch the same and if there's music like the music still sounds normal it's just all the big long pauses when people are talking are are trimmed down it still sounds natural it's just more dense and efficient um than listening to it raw yeah i agree the um that's my podcatcher of of choice as well and it it just has all those little those little bells and whistles like you said Mm -hmm. there's a a Mm -hmm. lot in there that are hidden right there that help things out uh makes it you know, clear, it changes, uh, like normalizes some of the, uh, the bad audio on some things. So, yeah, I used a different app for a long time and then something happened. It did an update or it, it stopped working with a new version of iOS and I lost all my subscriptions and everything. And I'm like, I'm not getting the new version of your app just to re-add all my subscriptions. I'm going to take this chance to try some, some other apps. Yeah, and and, uh, and and to be yeah. transparent, no, we don't get like kickbacks from no, Overcast no. or anything. So just just our own personal opinion yep. on that one. Uh, yeah, and and I use I was using it another podcast I listened to. We never really, you know, maybe we'll have a segment someday of you know talking about our favorite podcasts and what we like about them. But um, I uh, I might have mentioned on the show before my favorite one is ninety nine percent invisible with Roman Mars, and and I listened to that. Every summer, it's like that's that's my summer thing because I'll go out and mow the lawn, and it's mm. like the perfect time for mowing my lawn. And uh, I, I had an issue with um, my lawnmower is a little loud, like it's a riding mower, and I was on it, so yeah. I have to turn turn my phone and my earplugs all the way up. And I got off when I was done, and it was it's just like all the way up, and then I can hear it fine, but I can't hear it fine when the you know if it's turned down when the mower's on. But as soon as the mower goes off, it's just blasting in my ears. And I'm like, 
have I been listening to that? And I, I can't hear for like 20 minutes. You know, it's terrible ringing in my ears. Like, okay, man, you, you have to, not a good idea. you have to imagine that your daughter is doing that, listening to something at full volume while bl- mowing the lawn. And what you would say as her dad, and now tell yourself that, <laughs> that you're, you're just destroying your hearing. Um, yeah, that, that's true. And, and, and I, 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 what I'm thinking of, I, as I noticed it yesterday and still even today where I was having like fuzzy hearing, I was like, I need to, I need to find some like noise canceling headphones. Look like one of those old dads. that has got a huge, big Bluetooth headphone set. So, yeah. So what I have, what I used to do for years is, um, have some kind of earbuds, even before, even when I had wired earbuds, I would do this, um, put earbuds in and then, um, we always had those, those, uh, big hearing protection earmuffs like people use at shooting ranges. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had them for construction stuff when you're using power tools. Yeah. And I would just idea. put those over the earbuds. Oh, now, if you, have, yeah. if you have wired earbuds, it gets pretty uncomfortable after a while. And then when I was less than a year, probably even like six or eight months away from finishing the house project, which when I did this, I kicked myself because I'm like, I should have done this five years ago. Um, there are a set of earbuds, or not earbuds, a set of, um, headphones, uh, you can get them on Amazon, speaking of things you don't get any kickbacks for, I'll put a link to these, because they're great, like, they're like 50 bucks, so they're not cheap, but they're not, like, uh, uh, earpod, airpod expensive, yeah. um, they're Bluetooth, and they just by themselves blocked so much more sound than those cheap Menards hearing protection earmuff things that we had. Mm, Yeah. And then I could just turn like, unless I was, I, I used uh, my brother's old zero turn mower that has like, you're sitting right on the motor. Yeah. And there's a lot of bass in it. And some podcasts I could not pick out all the words because there's so much low like all the lows are still being blasted out by the lawnmower motor, um, but my when I mowed my lawn, I had an electric lawnmower, so it almost wasn't loud enough that I oh, needed that. Really quiet. But I could listen to stuff even while running saws and and drills and stuff like that because it just blocked out so much sound. I think people in the reviews use them for like um, on flights. And stuff like that because they're not mm. noise canceling, but they block out so much of the sound um, that uh, that they work really well. And then they're Bluetooth, so I didn't need anything else in inside up against my ears, like making my ears hurt. Yeah, physically I, I, hurt. If anybody out there has has really great uh, solutions for this, I totally would welcome welcome that. The because uh, you know don't want to like as Dennis said, don't want to kill my ears. Um, right. And that's what, that's what I mean. I didn't, really yeah, my, that's, that's what I'm I doing. forget who I was with my brother-in-law and somebody else. We were talking about this, probably one of my younger brothers or something. And my brother-in-law said that he wears earplugs, even if like he goes to concerts and, yeah, and, yeah. and my brother was like, what? Cause I've tried that and it, it messes up the sound so much. I'm like, I don't, not that I'm advocating for anybody to damage their hearing, but like, it, for me, it messed up the experience. Um, yeah. and, but my brother-in-law is a radio engineer. He's like, I need my ears to work. Yeah. Like, I, not, not he needs them to work. He needs them to work <laughs> yeah. for his job, for his career. Like, Correct. He, he can't 
you know, a lot of us, it would just be a pretty, you know, severe, like, inconvenience, you know, bordering on, on disability, depending on how, how badly you, you screw yourself up. But, uh, yeah, he's like, I can't, uh, I can't mess around with that. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, yeah for, that's, for, that's, for real. Yeah. I'm that's sure. Fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, it's, you know, thing, thing I got, I got, I got to figure out, um, that I got to have a bigger, a bigger yard coming up at the new house too. So I've got to, I'm going to mm. be out there for a lot longer. Um, but I, I'll, I'll find myself some more podcasts, some of those long ones like this. I've always said our, our show like this is one of those ones that um, you know you listen to for a long, for a long something you're doing for a long car ride or um, right. whatever, or, or just do like what what you should do is if a section is boring or we're yammering on like we're doing now, you just skip it and go to the next ones, mm-hmm. um, which which I really really enjoy. Watch you know in in ten minute bursts of a podcast, I can just listen to what I want to listen to and skip and skip over to the, to the next bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, those long form ones are, are really good for that. I used to get annoyed at like, yeah, you know, I'd listen to some video game podcasts and they'd yammer on about their own lives. And I was like, I hate this. Why do I have to listen to those things? And I just realized, <laughs> you know, there's chapter markers for a reason. And I'd still like listening to them. I just didn't have an interest in what they were doing at that thing. Much like someone might right. have here, you know, so here we are recommending, you know, skip, skip some parts if, if, if you don't have it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's why I put the chapter marks in because it's, you know, I definitely listen to those shows that are just two guys talking and they'll have sort of one topic as they go. But we skip around to so many different things. I'm like, if you're not interested in Star Trek, like, I don't know why you're here, but first of all, (laughs) but but if, you know, then just skip ahead. Like, that's why I put the chapter marks there so you don't have to guess and go like one minute, one minute, one minute, you know, like you're skipping through uh, the sponsor reads. Yeah, for, for which real. which I never do. I always <laughs> listen to every every, every Weldon ad on yes. every podcast. You should as well. You should Squarespace. You, build you it beautiful. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving. Um. Oh, I bet. I bet. I bet. Part of the traveling gig would be that. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, so sp- speaking of things, uh, you can skip. Uh. I. I. I are you caught up with Picard? I am, yes. Now, if you ask me anything that's happening on that show, there's a good chance I will not remember, except yeah. for the things that most frustrated me. Um, yeah. It's it's not... I, 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 we'll just kind of launch into it. I, I, don't, I don't... So far with the series, it's not Discovery bad. Like, Discovery, I don't even want to watch. Yeah, like, yeah. It, which Agreed. is terrible. I, I'll watch Picard. It's fine. It's just... It's just it's it's saltine crackers is what it is it's okay right mm. and and there's we've said I, i'm not going to complain about the thing we had before that it's not really there's no star trekky parts to it really right it's just a show it it has its moments of star trek like i can tell you which episode i liked the least i liked the least or disliked the most depending on depending on your perspective and it was the uh james callis episode uh Oh yeah, uh, uh, Baltar. Baltar, that's right. Yeah, it's Baltar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and then that, and that one, there's there's no Star Trekky stuff there. There's no like, yeah. there's no yeah. science fiction really. I mean, there's it was she's looking into his mind, but that's about it. You know. Yeah, it was, and and there are plenty of like very character driven Star Trek stories, right? Like one of the best episodes of Next Generation is the Inner Light, right, where Picard yes. lives a whole yeah. life in this village, and there's no. 
aside from him getting there, there's no sci-fi stuff. There's no space battles. There's no diplomacy. Like it's just the life of this of this extinct uh, uh, civilization, yeah. um, and it's great. But that Picard episode did nothing to advance the plot, and instead, like manufactured all of this weird like boilerplate uh childhood trauma onto a character that has been well established for decades right yeah. like we all know all about Jean-Luc Picard we don't right. need a weird story about his childhood that really his childhood reads like like a dickens novel almost not dickens but like something of that era like um Jane Eyre or something like that. I'm like, mm -hmm. was he, he was still growing up in the future, right? He was still yeah. growing up in what, like yeah, the, he's definitely not the, in old England, you know? Yeah. Kind of it, like, like in the early, I want to say early 2300s or late 2200s, he grew up and his like Chateau Picard where he's, he's growing up. It, it looks like Victorian France. Well, I mean, well, I guess it, it, you wouldn't say Victorian France, but it's, it looks like the 1900s, and they're English, but his mom is French. I like, none of that makes any sense to me. I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe they'll bring it back around. I don't know. But so far, I'm like, what are we doing with this? I have no idea. I'm so, like, lost and confused seem like too strong of words because I'm mostly just bored. Like, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about any of this. Yeah, I. I don't either. And I mean, there, there's, there's none of the characters are interesting. Um, even the, believe it or not, they've made Q not interesting. Like, yeah, which, which is which is a hard thing to do. He, I mean, he's just obviously they finally have said spoiler bell, bing, bing, bing. Don't don't listen further if you want to hear. Um, admitted that he's dying. Like it, that was kind of an obvious thing that they were they were playing with, but they were telegraphing um, that pretty hard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't, but that that was it. There was there's nothing more complex about it except that Q's dying. Okay, well, there's there's no so far, and there's only like what one or one or two episodes left. There's no yeah. reason for him to die. And there's like it, he just talks a little bit when he's talking to uh, Guinan about. It just it's just happening like no key was ever happened like that before. Nothing. There's no reason. There's no sciency thing. There's no sci fi thing about it. It's just it's now it's just a guy dying. And and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? I, maybe there's like, oh, there's some kind of anomaly. Yeah. Or I mean, it's some kind of moral thing that caused them to have to die or no. It's just like, I don't know, Q's dying. I mean, they uh -huh. do a thing. I feel like this might be Voyager. They do a thing where where a bunch of the queue have stopped they're they're just like stagnant whatever which is a very yeah, yeah. like original series kind of uh kind of story so they've they've done things with the queues before but it's interesting um i had an opportunity uh that i'm on a discord with a bunch of people i i only know through discord and mm -hmm. the group trends younger i think they're all like in their mid to late 20s Okay. And um, a couple of them are Star Trek fans, and some of them have like never seen it, never seen Next Generation. Okay. Um, and so they did a a streaming Discord watch party on 
Saturday night? I think it was Saturday night. Maybe Friday. Doesn't matter. But I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch I'll watch Next Generation along with you guys and sort of quip on stuff in chat. And they were going off a watch list. So we watched uh, The Defector, the episode where uh, Romulan seeks asylum. He pretends to be somebody else and he, he wants to defect from the Empire. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. And then we watched Data's Day, where Data is composing a, a letter to Dr. Maddox, Bruce Maddox, all about his day. Oh, um, that's a good one, yeah. And meanwhile, uh, uh, Miles and Keiko O'Brien are about to get married, and she is, doesn't want to, you know, she wants to call it off. And then they bring on a Vulcan ambassador who turns out to be a Romulan. And I'm like, back-to-back Romulan episodes, eh? <laughs> and then, then we skipped all the way to like season six or seven where um, they go through those pockets of, of time where everything freezes. And yes. yeah. it's, it's it, Jordy, uh, Picard, and Troy are the only ones, and I think Data is with them too, are the only ones who are moving and they find the Enterprise like locked in battle with a warbird, Romulan warbird. And I'm like, did you just, or you, and, and I know like the guy running the stream was going off a list of episodes and of like recommended episodes and just, I don't know if they were in order. I think they were in order or something. They, they, they really should have asked you is what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. But I would have. So many that are important. Yeah. Well, and, and it's sort of like, here are a few to, to tell if they like it. And then if they did, and because after those three, they went back and watched Encounter at Farpoint. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can sit through Encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, no. Um, but what amused me, one of the things that amused me, and this is, I'm getting too much in the nitpicky details here, but we finished the defector, and then the guy running the stream, like, scrubbed it back um, to with a Romulan guy in his quarters, and he's got a little, like, what looks like a coin sort of piece of plastic in his hand. Yeah. And, and he goes, he goes, that was a good episode, but what's this thing in his hand? And I'm like, that's the suicide chip he uses at the end. And it's like, <laughs> oh, like, it's foreshadowing. And I was surprised he catched that. Of course, I was sort of half listening because I've seen these episodes. But they're like, they do the big standoff at the end, right? Where they're, the Enterprise has gone into the neutral zone. And so there are these two warbirds. And then, uh, you know, Picard has three uh, Klingon birds of prey with him, cloaked that the Romulans don't know about. Right. And so they back off. And the new guy is like, so what, they just back down because they would get destroyed too? I'm like... Yeah, it's mutually mutually assured destruction. Right. And one of the other guys goes, uh, "Yeah, Next Generation had a lot of uh, cold Cold War style politics like that." <laughs> um, there was a point I was going to make in all that. I don't remember what. Oh, I I went and found that tweet uh, that that our buddy Pete sent us about how Next Generation is a world without bad faith. Um, uh, okay. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting it in a weird way, but it's like, um, you know, Roddenberry envisioned this future where there's no, 
um, there's no material shortage. There's no, you know, it's, it's this sort of utopia. There's no conflict right. because right. everybody, there, there's no scarcity. Everybody has what they need. Right. And then the crew um, are these consummate professionals who, when something weird happens and some, you know, maybe one of the main crew, maybe it's an extra, says, uh, we're stuck in a time loop. Picard says, okay, what can we do about it? What should, how can we fix it? What should we do? He just accepts whatever they tell him because there's no bad faith, right? Nobody, yeah. nobody in the Federation or on the Enterprise is ever trying to trick or deceive anybody. Um, right. And they, they believe the experts, right? Right, right. Well, not even believe the experts, but everybody is doing their best. And somebody in one of the replies on Twitter mentioned one of the episodes i don't remember who but it's either um it's either troy or crusher has something weird happen to them and is explaining it to people and nobody at any point is gaslighting her right they're like oh right yeah well at least some part of this must be true or at least she believes it's true because it's what she experienced and there's no, like, like no matter how ridiculous it sounds, they're, like, they, they try to, to understand and, and accept it. And I tried well, not like, to... Like, immediately. Like, they, they don't even... They're like, well, right. this, is, this is a true... Yeah. Right. They're, 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 and it's not that there's none of that kind of stuff, but there's so little of it. And I had to keep, like, restraining myself because I, I wanted to go off about stuff, but I knew that there were several new people to the series and the franchise and I don't want to scare them off. Right. I want them yeah. to enjoy it too, because I enjoy it. And, right. um, it just, that stuff always makes me so frustrated about the new shows because there's so little of that. It's just nonstop, like bickering and fighting and deception and mistrust. And, and mistrust yeah. So much mistrust. I'm like, this is not like, I know I know that there are Star Trek fans. There are so many. Like, is there nobody in the writer's room who who gets it, who understands, like, what Star Trek is? Like, it's not... Yes, it's social commentary, but not in this, like, dark, hopeless, bickering kind of way. I don't know. Anyway. I, 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 think, I think some of that is... And I just guessing because obviously we don't know the, the minds of the writers, these of course, specific of course. writers, or or in a lot of these different shows. This is a general statement I'm going to make about a lot of shows that are out in the last ten years. I'd say, um, you know, there there's um, you go to school and you learn a way to do something right, um, and then you look at other people, other shows that are often taught. Like look at other shows, look at how they're doing, look what's popular, look what's you know that kind of stuff. And mimic right. that. And then you're taught and learned that way. Um, and as generations come up and they grow, they're, they're, they're a product of, of that, right? They, they, or they see what, what's interesting to them. What's interesting to me is internal conflict or, or they're taught in, in college in like um, media school or whatever that, you know, you got to have this internal conflict. You got to have this kind of thing. So that's what they, they put out. That's what's supposed to be, uh, you know, supposedly, theoretically, the artsy, the artistic type thing. But when you mm -hmm. look at 
the realistic types, like what, what is fun about the show that we're watching that everybody else is like, because no one in the 90s, no teacher that teaches media school or production or film would say that Star Trek The Next Generation was good TV or good film or anything. They would all like poo-poo it as nothing good. When it, when it right? was new, yeah. When it was new, right. No, they, that's, that's terrible TV and that's not great. And this is, this is the kind of art you, you need to be making for television, the real kind of stuff, right? Uh, the dramas. So they teach them that and then they go and they become writers and they forget, they, they, they so are, what's it called, ingrained in or brainwashed, you can indoctrinated. say. Indoctrinated. Indoctrinated to that you have to do it this way. This is the way you make good film and you have character arcs and proper story arcs and proper writing and things like that, that you, you just stop being a fan and you start getting technical with your writing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it goes the other way too. Like fanfic is, is oftentimes terrible. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, you go the other way. Um, but I think you got to have kind of a middle ground. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go for 10 seconds off on a little diatribe. I, yes, I, I go, I work at a, at a university, a large university that, uh, in higher education and have stuff, but I'm also one that, that firmly believes that you don't have to have like you and a big edge, like a piece of paper. Someone doesn't have to teach you a ton of stuff. Uh, some of the best products in the world are out there and made by self-taught people. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for, for really good movies and shows are the people that have the passion for that thing. And they just love, let's say making star Wars, right? They just love, they watch it all the time. They're, they're, um, uh, just huge, crazy fans about it. And when they get to write something, they'll have some knowledge about their education from it, but they just, their, their true fandom shows, shows through and that they love this piece of work, right? But on mm -hmm. things like Picard, you get studios who will hire maybe one, they'll get like a showrunner that's a the Star Trek fan, but then the writer's room were just made from the hottest writers of the time or the best TV people or whatever with right. a few passively, yeah, I watch Star Trek a little bit, or they'll watch the they'll binge watch the series before they, they start writing on it. Right. right. Um, so that's a lot of the problems with I think for a lot of these shows is that it's they're just trying to make a, a TV series for a specific demographic and they get writers for that demographic. They get uh, a, a good, uh, diverse group of writers and directors, but that's not kind of how the originals were. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the, the, the fan fiction angle is an interesting, is an interesting one because if I go on the internet, if I go, Mm -hmm. on a there's on scripts a, everywhere yeah if i go on a site with fan fiction and i find you know some random star trek story that some random dude wrote typed up on his laptop and posted it up like i don't expect that to be good i don't expect right. that to be great i used to read um uh i don't remember what publishing house but a publishing house used to do this contest that i think they called strange new worlds ironically <laughs> Not ironically, because it's part of the unironically part of the monologue, <laughs> um, where they would take submissions. Right, people would send in their Star Trek short stories, and you had to be an unpublished author. Um, you know, you couldn't be a published author, is what I mean to say. And they would publish them every year as an anthology. There were probably like a dozen of them, um, and they were good. They were weird. Like one was a whole thing about everything data did in this collection of nanoseconds where the the ship was in danger and he acted and did something and then um you know 
got relieved at the end he gets relieved from his station so that he can go type up a report and none of the humans on the bridge have any idea what's going on because it happens so fast um in in the mind of an android and it's that kind of stuff where you're like okay this is a little a little wild but definitely something that could have been in an episode of next generation um right and so you know you get I mean, that's somebody, that's somebody who that's somebody who has watched the shows, knows the character, has thought about in their own time about oh, what's it like to be have that kind of you know and exactly really put that exactly. kind of thought in, in, instead of like all right, we've got a character and we've got to have a growth arc, so let's go into their past with the father and dad issues. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. Like, how are you? I'm not saying you have to sit and watch all seven seasons of Next Generation, but how are you going to? write for a show about a character, about one character, and so fundamentally not get that character. Anyway, I've ranted about that enough. I do have, <laughs> I do have a, a counterpoint. Um, okay. uh, that first episode that I watched with these younger people, um, the guy who'd never seen it, said, and I didn't realize at first that, that he had not ever seen it. I thought he was sort of cherry-picking episodes. Um, which he was, but not from his own mind, from another list. Um, Miles and Keiko's wedding just happens at the end. If you've seen the episode, there are a number of uh, uh, humorous um, uh, reversals where Data is monologuing in his letters and says, um, you know, Keiko wants to make Miles happy, and she believes that calling off the wedding will make him happy. So... I have good news for you, Chief. Keiko's called <laughs> off the wedding, and then Chief goes off, and, and Data can't understand why. And you're like, oh, it's funny. He doesn't understand human emotion. Right. And, like, it's a, it's a B story or maybe even a C story in that episode. And so then at the end, it's just the wedding. And the guy watching is like, so the, the wedding just happens? And you're like, okay, yes, from a, from a sort of screenwriter logic maybe apologist perspective. The episode is all about um, Data writing this letter. So the resolution of that relationship was not as important as what was going on with the Romulans and the big and the big standoff toward the end. Realistically, Star Trek Next Generation is an episodic TV show. Mm-hmm. The you have to get back to the status quo by the end. So you can't leave, unless you're going to do a two-parter, you can't leave any threads dangling. Like, you have to resolve stuff or just right. say they, at some point they worked it out. Like, they have a number of conversations between Data and other people trying to try and help fix that situation. And then they obviously worked it out because they get married at the end of the episode. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. they only had 43 minutes and they had to wrap it all up. So the right. downs are like, I've, in, in the context of Picard and Discovery, I've, I've advocated a lot for episodic storytelling because for a while, you're like, the two things, episodic storytelling and getting back to the ensemble cast. Because right. when your whole show is the Michael Burnham show and the viewer doesn't find anything relatable or entertaining about Michael Burnham, now you've lost the whole show, right? I can, right. you know, I've made this example before. I can dislike Bolana or 
um, whatever. I can dislike one character in um, in in Voyager. You, you know, I can I can dislike Tuvok, but I still there's enough other characters I could still watch a Tom Paris episode and a Harry Kim episode or or whatever because you've got the whole ensemble. And then right. the episodes are in isolation. So if you've got a weird episode where Doctor Crusher has sex with a ghost. That's just one episode, and it's done. You don't Which have happens, by the way, people. <laughs> that's that's a real thing. I'm not making that up. Um, <laughs> you don't have a whole season that's all about, you know, some weird energy crisis in the Federation, and they have to try and solve it, and it turns out to be this weird simulation thing with Kelpian and and all that, like. You the the stakes are so much higher because you've loaded everything into this one story, and yeah, you can't and have they're, 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 yeah yeah you can't have anything else. It's one of the things I think that makes um, Lower Decks so great. Now Lower Decks does a lot of kind of pandering fan service. Um, you know I'll I'll give it that, but right. it's still episodic. Like some goofy stuff happens, and then the episode is over. Um, or and, or. Yeah. Or it'll last two episodes, maybe, like for right. a a thread, like uh, exactly. The Just Boimler will be on the the Cer- not on the Cerrito for two episodes, but it it resolves itself fairly quickly, right? And they're back to kind of a status quo, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, the, so in, anyway, yeah. Picard, back to Picard. It it's um, <laughs> it's just <laughs> we, we do that. It's Star Trek. Um, it's just that, that, that it's got a lot of threads. We talked about like uh, Q not having. Much of a point, which it should have been the entire. If they're going to do one story through the whole thing, then do that one. Um, mm-hmm. Him and his past, not interesting. Like you said, nope. all, all the things that you said about this character that's well established and has gone through multiple times of of character growth and development. Um, I mean, some they, people they brought young Guinan back around to seeing the value in humanity, which is sure, fine, I guess. Fine, right. Um, and, and but that's only minorly interesting. Um, no. They keep trying to push this uh, for or it feels like forcing on us this uh, seven and Rafi relationship, like Rocky stuff that they're trying to work through. But it just there's they don't seem to have any chemistry like you see a lot of different things and they don't have those two characters or or actresses don't have any chemistry. It doesn't seem like at all. I, I don't I feel see, like they're ever attracted to each other. I see hints of that. I don't know. I mean, it's no, uh, it's no Harley Quinn uh, animated show. Um, yeah, right. But I see, I see bits of it, and maybe it's just because I'm looking for that. And like the stuff with, um, uh, I don't know what's his name and the Doctor. Um, that stuff is fine. Huh. Like it's I don't, fine too. I don't have like, any I real. Don't complaints that it's weird because it's a love story in a in a time travel story but that happens almost every time they do long uh yeah same thing there like there i just don't get those two either like i don't she's totally like i just i guess i just don't understand like he he can't he came in and was kind of a a semi-nice guy in when he came in and needed help very cagey about everything and she immediately like lets her her son around him and hangs around with him. And then she's only for a second taken aback by this whole time travel thing without any questions. And I wouldn't say t- she immediately 
Like it's, they, it's like an episode. Like she comes in and she's like, "What are you doing with this guy?" And he's my patient. He's like, "I'm from the future and I'm from space." And like, just hold this phaser to his head. Well, and that's fine. And like, that's after they do all the stuff with ice, right? So it's it's a little it's a little into that sort. But I get what you're saying. It's like yeah, there's it's, there's so much going on. They're juggling all these threads. That's some mixing metaphors. There, yeah, and you know and, I mean. and he's and he is uh, Captain Chris is. I guess I, for for them to for him to like totally change what his mission is and be sidetracked by this you know woman that he's attracted to and and likes on a world universe mission that he's got to get sidetracked and you know possibly risk the future for you'd think that there was some kind of huge moment that he would that the director or the cinematography or, or the script or something would like say it's like oh man this woman he sees is just incredible. And it's worth it's worth it, right? Like I've just never seen that moment with them. Like, oh, she's a she's a good looking um, vet or lady that helps you know um, illegal immigrants or undocumented did, immigrants. Did you and, did you almost call her a veterinarian? Yeah, I did because she's it's yeah. It, it seems a, like she's in the office. Looks like it's from a veterinarian's she's office. She's a people doctor, and she works she's at a, a clinic, doctor. which is why yeah. it looks you know it just l- looks crappy. Um, but anyway, it's just, there, there's nothing there that made me feel like that they, you know, all his story. So I, I, I'm going to leave off that and just say that his story is not that compelling either. So you've got a lot of very not compelling stories. The only one that's semi compelling is what's going on with the Borg queen. Not necessarily the lady that she's in her, I always forget her name. Um, but just that, that, you know, the Borg queen is trying to, is, is, yeah, that's right. Uh, that she's alone that's an interesting thing that she is the kind of the pro the is what they call it progenitor of her species now Genitor, yeah. uh, she, she's trying to you know create the collective again that's that's kind of an interesting story but as soon as that she she was only peppered in the beginning and then she's like off on a whirlwind adventure with that's off screen that we can't quite see um, instead they yeah. focus on all these other very boring things. And then, yeah. then they threw, and then finally, which was this last week's episode, they threw in the federal agent, which was completely superfluous to anything whatsoever. It just filled an episode and was over. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what, I just have no idea what's happening in the writer's room. The only thing I could say, and I told you this off air is that there was no plan. It's just like the silence. There's no plan for this season. There wasn't. Yeah. 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 There there was, it's like, we have an idea kick back on me, Dennis. If you think this sounds wrong, we have an idea that we want many Star Trek shows, Star Trek shows to exploit our IP so we're going to this Picard one was successful and got people to watch it and they got positive things and brought it back a lot of old people. Let's renew that for a second season. Is there a compelling reason to have that? Is there a reason to continue it? No. All right. They, they, they are the, the first one was a complete story that told a story and did not have weird, any weird Android thing. stuff and ended with this this Picard artificial body thing that has not come up in any way no one time i think one guy said maybe when completely robot when he's in the clinic on the bed but i'm like doesn't he have a synthetic body doesn't that complicate uh uh everything i did like that was one of the you know in sort of grasping for any kind of positive 
thing about that. Some of the interactions between... Um, why can't I remember the captain's name? Um, I, I, I know his name's Christopher something. Like Chris, Christabel something, yeah. yeah. Um, when he's interacting with the doctor and showing her their tech, right, from like 400 years in the future, and she, you know, she can figure it out because she's a doctor, like the yeah, physiology is the he, same. He can't do it, but like, she sure, I guess, can, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that, like, that tracks for me. I'm like, okay, that's at least, like, makes some kind of logical sense. But, yeah, so much of the other stuff is like, oh, what if the, the Borg Queen is this? And I'm like, part of the whole point of the Borg is that they're, they're unknowable. Like, they're just, they have this single-minded thing. And to, to reduce it down to like, oh, there's this being called the Queen and she's lonely. I'm like, what did you just do? You, you did character assassination on the entire Borg. Like, the biggest bad in the whole franchise. Um, you, you reduced to this really basic, like, emotional need. Like, to, what to, is, to be what fair, is that? the Borg Queen in general is um, a weird thing. Like it, That's true. The That's Borg, true. The Borg, movie, there shouldn't be a leader to the Borg. A movie thing that they did. and Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but but uh, think... and, and can, can we even just throw in the, uh, another boring storyline? Because, you know, why not? We got time. Uh, how about the doctor that in Sochi or whatever, like Brent Spiner's character? Do we even care? Like, uh, what? No. What? no. I, see, what, you probably just forgot it even. Right? What is he? He's trying to do the thing that he's, we don't. He's uh, doing eugenics is what he's doing. Yeah, he's, he's doing eugenics. He's, he's going to create Khan. Um, yeah. Do you just think. so lame. Something you said earlier made me think this, uh, talking about milking the franchise and getting uh, getting a second season of things. Do you think they're using this show to try to set up more shows? Do you think no, we're gonna? I don't think so. I do you think we're think gonna see a, a a buddy cop adventure spinoff with Seven and Rafi, where they go around doing her ranger stuff to or 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 Seven gets her own ship and makes Rafi her XO and they I, 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 I would say that that they, would be fine if it was last last season like if you would ask me that last season I would have said like oh that's a that's an interesting idea mm. but I think if that's their idea none of their side spin-off storylines are interesting at all to me yeah or right. I, I don't know anybody who's interested none of this in is yeah, I mean, I, I'm not interested in any of it now. Yeah. But I, mean, you know what I am interested in? In the first episode or two, like the captain has his own thing. There was the guy going off to Starfleet Academy. There was like all that stuff was like, oh, where, where are these characters going? What are they going to experience when they go out to space? And mm. oh, there's an anomaly. I, like there was all sorts of cool things that I was interested in. And then now they're like, no, let's go into your father and talk about your relationship with your daughter that is a clone. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, okay, we've, we've spent like 20 minutes complaining about Picard again. Uh, so flipping that. out of that, saying <laughs> that I will repeat what I said at the beginning, I don't think that it's a bad show, it's just a boring show, right? This discovery makes me groan, and like, I can't handle it, yeah. I have to turn it off. Right, uh, right. Th this one is just like, I just, I watched that, that's the thing I did, you know? <laughs> um, well... And, and it, could, it could be so much better, you know, but... Well, uh, uh, speaking of things that... We're not bad. Uh, do you want to talk about our movie? Yes, I do. Let's talk about some vampires, Dennis.
once again, oh, and, I and, do, and some werewolves. I, I should add in there. I forgot to open under, uh, uh, IMDb before we started. We are talking about the 2003 vampire werewolf uh, uh, action movie, Underworld. Um, yes. Kate Beckinsale, um, Bill Nye, not, not not the science guy, but Nye, who was. I don't, I'm probably not saying that right. Um, what do I... I had a thing I remembered him most from. Snatch, I think, and... Which, which one was this again? He, he did a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the old guy who's the... Victor? Uh, Victor. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I thought that's Bill Nye. Isn't that Bill Nye? That's not Bill Nye? It's not, but not Bill Nye, the science guy. No, no, there's Bill Nye. He, he's, he's done like a billion things. He's, yeah, uh, he, he's, he's done in Hitchhiker's so Guide to the Galaxy. He's also in... That's right. He's the... He's the the guy with the octopus face in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, uh, Captain Blackbeard, no, whatever. No, not Blackbeard. Um, <laughs> did, um, Davy Jones. Davy Jones. That's <laughs> it, Davy Jones. I saw, Blackbeard. I saw those, in a later one. He's in a later I one. I saw yes. those pirate movies like once at most, and some yeah. of them I never saw at all. Um, 90% of them, that's all you need to watch them, yeah. if at all, right, yeah. Also, um, Michael Sheen, who uh, I I thought I had never seen before, um, Good Omens. Uh, he's oh he's yeah, Lucian sure, Lucian. He's been in, in yeah several things. Yeah. He's he's been in a lot of stuff too. I'm sure he's in now. Now the other guy, Harry uh, or something, Speedman. That Scott Speedman. Speedman yeah. yeah, he he's plays Michael. Like I don't, he's not done anything else since then, has he? Or uh, a bunch of the sequels and <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. One of the triple X sequels, probably in his uh, in his known for list. Yeah, I, I I will say so. This this show I watched when it came out. Um, I was the right age. I said this last week was we were in there. I was the right age for this to come in. I um, I saw this in the theater, and it might have been. Um, if I think I was still in college, so I probably saw it on a on a free. Monday Night Movie, and I remembered, as I was watching it, I remembered the, the Wait, issues. Wait, you weren't in college in 20, 2003, were you? I, uh, depends on the time of the year. I would have been almost done, because it, okay. it took me five years. I graduated right, okay. in, I graduated high school Oh, at the, in at, you were at the end. So. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. okay. My last or second to last year. This does seem like a college-age movie to watch. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. yeah. And... I'll. I don't think we need a spoiler bell for this. Um, do we? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not going to talk too specific. The, there are some twists and turns in the in the spoilers of the story, turns, but yeah. I think most of what I have to say is at a high level. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember because, assuming that I've never watched this since it was new, yeah, and I don't yeah. think I saw. Like, I maybe saw the first sequel at most. I don't know how many they made, but I, I don't remember seeing more than one sequel, and it's possible I never saw any of the sequels. I think I saw two. There might be 20 of them. I don't know how many other are now. I, don't, I think I've seen two. I don't hasn't think, Kate Beckinsale done every single one? She has. <laughs> she has. And she's, you know, she's carrying a lot of this movie because she... She carries all the movies, right? Um, Except for Bill Nye. That's the only one. He's good in this one, too. Yeah. Um, she's... Very attractive, and she does a lot of good, like, scowling things. I have a couple of high-level... She's very cool. She's very cool in all of her, like, 
acrobats and exactly like gun plays. Yeah. So what I told, uh, whatever, I don't have to get into this, but, um, my two big observations, the first one is the same one that I made in 2003 when I saw this. And every time my friends and I talked about this movie in the few years after that, before we all eventually forgot about it. Um, I think that it's dumb that somebody said, let's make a story about werewolves and vampires, except it's all guns. Let's make, let's make vampire killing bullets and werewolf killing bullets. And they'll just shoot at each other. And Kate Beckinsale has fully automatic pistols that she reloads once and then (laughs) otherwise are always filled with ammo. No matter how many times she's (laughs) spray and prayed down this hallway or, or turned in a circle to empty entire clips so that she can bust through the floor, uh, she always has more ammo in her guns without without reloading this is definitely not one of those movies that you have to care about that right no no i mean that it just (laughs) happened so much that i was like this isn't like a cop movie where you know they've got revolver or western where you know they've got revolvers and you're like oh man he fired eight times in a six shooter this was like egregious like every scene (laughs) just bullets pouring out of those guns but i'm like you have and even at the time that I saw this, we were still a decade away from True Blood. And I'm like, True Blood, there's a lot of trashy stuff about True Blood, right? It's a, yeah. it, it really leans into the uh, uh, sexual deviancy of the Dracula sort of mythos. Right. Which I know vampire mythos predates Dracula, but like Dracula is the, the er, like literary example. Um, but the stuff that they do in true blood is like the vampires, they move really fast. Right. And the, the really old ones can fly and they have glamor so they can mind control people. Like you have this sort of magic, right. That because Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's mythological. Right. And then you have werewolves. Like, yes, in this movie, eventually, you see more werewolves. Like at first, it's it's so tight. I'm like, did they not have the CGI to do werewolves? Because I just see like brief <laughs> frames of like claws or snouts or fangs, and then I can't, serious, man. I can't tell anything that's happening because it's so close. And I'm like, whenever I see that, I think low special effects budget or or sure, technology, yeah, right. right? Like they don't have the ability to show it to us zoomed out where we can see everything's happening. And you get some of that later when they're like running on walls, but there's, there's so little hand to hand fighting of any kind. That's a little bit with Bill Nye toward the end, which I remember watching in 2003. I mean, like, okay, that was cool. Why couldn't we have seen that kind of stuff? All, that, was, that was cool. That was, that was my favorite part. All movie. Like they're just shooting at each other all the time. And also they always miss, not always, but they yeah. miss so much. They're just spraying bullets constantly, and people are barely getting hit or grazed, uh, who are of, of two um, quote-unquote races that have supernatural healing ability. And so yeah. I'm like, this is so tedious. They, okay, they, so, they, so all of that, to go be, ahead. To be fair, it's influenced by The Matrix. Is that, that, was, that was my second... 
That was my yeah. second big, big picture take. I don't know if I noticed this in 2003 when I watched it. I definitely noticed it now after having... We watched The Matrix for the show, at the, for the podcast, yeah. at some point. And then I watched... I sat through the new thing, Matrix, Matrix 4. 4. Right, yeah, yeah. Whatever it's actually called, something with an R. Resurrections or something. Um, and... I'm watching this movie and I'm like, there's small sunglasses, there's leather trench coats, mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale's weathering, wearing a leather corset, the whole movie. It's all black, black leather, everybody's wearing black, they're in these old houses with a lot of like tile and plaster and stuff getting blasted, yeah. and I'm like, this movie wanted so badly to be The Matrix. Yeah, it's, it's, it's influenced by that. I mean, it's... The, yeah. It's it's a it's a let's apply the matrix um, goth or gothic like it's more it's more of in that during that time it was through the nineties to two thousands area there was this subculture of uh, not, not steampunk one more thing it's um, well maybe steampunk it's it's kind of the um, Sh- Shadowrun was the name of the the, the role playing game that was where it was like future it lives in today's world. But there's, or a little bit off, and there's um, magic and vampires and, and werewolves. And, the, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's all, you know, it's all dark and gothic and that kind of aesthetic. And, they, and they've had that steam, or cyberpunk. So I'm thinking cyberpunk. Um, but with magic and werewolves and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, and that was a big, like, niche type thing. And the Matrix, you know, the Wachowskis were those kind of people. And they made, they leaned into it. And that was one of the big ones. So... This one was the same thing. Let's let's do that, but use fantasy stuff, right? Let's, yeah. let's do things with fantasy stuff, with goth and and punk, and and so that's that's the whole b- billions of bullets. And remember the scene in the first Matrix? They they were real big about. They showed the helicopter from below with all the bullets falling down, and it's exactly like, same thing. They they had they never almost ever reloaded their guns and shot a billion things and. You know, it was. It's just one of those things you just don't care about with this. Kind yeah, of thing. it's it's clearly this this genre. I was I was gonna do a bit about the writer, which looking at the IMDb page for the writer, um, I see that they made seven of these, assuming that he wrote all of them. Oh, he did them all. Is that right? Uh, I I assume so. And so there are at least seven, unless he didn't. He's not credited. Oh, even the later ones, he would still be credited because it's based on characters created by right so it's okay. he's only screenplay credit for the first four and oh wait one of these is a video game okay <laughs> imdb doesn't uh uh differentiate between the two anyway this writer's name is danny mcbride yeah it's it's yeah. not the actor danny mcbride I, I thought that it was, and I was like, wait, Danny McBride wrote this movie. That Danny McBride that, did that's this? A, that explains so much. I'm like, no, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's different. Um, yeah, so I, I, we kind of been bagging on a little bit. I, I, I think it's a fine movie. It's, it's, uh, n- n- they don't get better, and this is like right. lukewarm, right? Yeah. Um, and and the, the next one after this just goes like straight over the cliff. Um, and then just continues diving down from then on. Um, but this one was fine. It, it was, like I said, it's a, it was fine for a 20 something viewership. Uh, they're all young, attractive people, you know, doing mm-hmm. all the, everything they do looks like young and sexy, right? Every right. person, 
right? Right. Um, and that seems to be the camera is constantly fixated on that kind of stuff, which is great and cool and whatever, right? Um, and this, uh, this, the story, kind of interesting. Like, I like the idea of the mythos of, you know, the, the, the three, um, is there's three, right? The three... Um, vampire lords or elders or something like the, that. The vampire elders who do this sort of thing. Like, they try to graft story on it, but it's not like... It's not like Matrix level of story. It's like, we need a good excuse to do this thing, and we need something more interesting than just them running around chasing and shooting at each other, which is still most of what the movie is. Um, but there's there's enough of a story there. I'll say... For as good as Bill Nye's acting is, um, the whole sequence where he's it's either him or a stunt double like doing combat as him was pretty rough. Yeah, I sure, was like, right. he is clearly not uh, a you know a physical performer like this to be doing that, and the the special effects are not really there to portray him as such like they would do you know, 10 years later in, in true yeah. blood. But, right. um, yeah. But the, so, so yeah, you, you have this like, you know, sexy kind of movie with all mm-hmm. these characters and stuff. And then you put, you put it on this like kind of vampire mythos, which is a little bit interesting. And you, I read it in other books too, where you have this like, uh, leapfrogging through time, you know, characters in, in sure. portals and such and, and yeah, ru- yeah. sharing rules. So that was interesting. That's an interesting, mythos then you've got this uh, weird uh hybrid which you find out later right Mm -hmm. guy that that's kind of interesting um and then it was interesting like how they go back and you find out like there is an original one corvus that's very convoluted by the way and not only till later do you in the later movies do they try they spend so much of the later movies trying to like detangle all the things that they are telling you in this first movie about right. that they're like well yeah. let's 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 really like let's rethink about what was exactly said there and let's try and say it in four like different the, ways and we like still the later matrix movies yeah yes it's just kind of always going back to the well and not and trying to explain it better and it's never really that great um no. you can actually read about it's better to read about the explanation from from instead of watching it um, it's not really yeah still told well like this the here's the spoiler part you know they there's one guy that gets a mutated thing from the plague and then he has like what three kids or two kids or like that and they're built one's bit by a bat one's bit by a wolf and then they that you know theirs and there's one that uh, he gives off the mutates to a human or something like that so it's a really weird convoluted thing for trying to explain the or origination of vampires and werewolves and then why they fight it's, that's fairly interesting, I thought. You know, it gives them a better motivation than just it's like, interesting. Hey, you're, yeah. a, you're a supernatural being and I'm a supernatural being and we're scary. Let's fight, you know. Honestly, I, I couldn't remember whether certain details of this were, were this movie or um, Blade. Blade. Blade, yes, sure. That's, that's totally Another, great. like, leather trench coat urban fantasy kind of. I mean... A lot of vampire stuff is urban fantasy, but um, uh, this stuff especially is, if not direct, ur- then it, like urban fantasy adjacent. I know some of our listeners are big urban fantasy fans, yeah. and I don't. It's not. Uh, I'm not super well versed in that genre, but yeah, this well, kind I, of I'm, like I'm, modern day I, this the, this hidden the third, hidden society. This the, I mean, that's what the right. underworld 
part of it means. I had a moment watching oh, right, it where yeah, I'm right, like, right. "Was did they go underground? Because it's not it's not underground. It's underworld." But I'm like, "Did they?" Um, yeah. I, I I so this is the third um, uh, vampire movie I've watched in the last month. Which is okay, just, you know, whatever. I just I happen just happen to have that. Um, well, well, it's kind of cause and effect. I, I knew I had Morbius coming up. And oh, I Morbius! Said, oh, I'll, of I'll course, re- rewatch. I was yeah, like, I mean, have re-watch. I watched any vampire stuff lately? Of course, Morbius. You, you, yeah. So, so a couple weeks before that, I was like, you know, oh, I'm gonna watch a vampire movie, and and I saw you know the third Blade, Blade Trinity, which I had not ever seen. I was like, oh, I'll watch that. So. That caused then Morbius happened, and then because of Morbius and me watching that one, we watched this one for that reason. So it's you know it's reasons. But anyway, it's the third one, and I will say it's, it tells you a lot to say that this was the best of all of them. That as much as we've all said of what it is, like Morbius was worse, like oh yeah, way worse, and, yeah. and 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 Blade Trinity was worse. Not not as bad as Morbius, but it was still worse. Um, and you you think it's it's bad that they have unlimited bow, uh, guns in this one and and the other in Blade Trinity they had a bow like why do you bring a bow when you've got tons of guns that can kill vampires you <laughs> got a you got a wooden stake if you're not going to do magic uh infrared light bullets you got to put oh, a no. wooden stake oh no this bow had like a has like a magic um <sighs> electrified bowstring or some kind of crazy that she uses to slice them in half with it's so dumb. It's just so dumb. Hawkeye? Uh, st- still not as dumb as Morbius, though. <laughs> right, right. So so anyway, yeah, uh, coming out of this one, this is fine. It, it's a fine movie. I, I do remember it being like the late 20s. Um, it worked well. I think it still works well. If you want to watch a a gothic, am I saying that word term right? Or we, a lot of, oftentimes we'll say emo, but it's, it's um, leather-wrapped, sexy people. Um, with guns. I mean the the vampire aesthetic is is usually fairly gothic, so that's not uh, it's not far off. I would say. Yeah, with with, with guns, um, and but but it's I don't is this a monster movie? You I wouldn't call this a monster movie. Would you call no, this a monster movie? not really. No, it's not like horror or any kind of that stuff. No, uh, you know, there's some scary we- werewolves, but that's not that bad. Um, and I did like. By the way, I do like how Victor bit it in the end so to speak bit it um right that was kind of cool nice scene there director um and special effects crew uh anyway yeah it's 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 fine you, you can watch it you feel like you know watching that, that those genres and that kind of a thing this is definitely a good one to watch and it's fun and it's um i don't want to say you you feel like you waste your hour but you're like i got what i wanted out of that right yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, uh so what what do we got coming up next week after that yeah, it's. Uh, I don't have anything to add to to that to that yeah. uh, conclusion. There, it's a pretty, you know, and I don't want to say dumb and sound derogatory, but it's pretty dumb action movie. Um, it's another one of those things that I feel like I don't see as much anymore, and maybe it's just because it was never my thing. Like even when I was in my twenties, I was like, "Why are they using guns? This could be so much more interesting." Than this. <laughs> um, one of the things that a lot of my friends were into, and I'm like, this is so pointless. Like, what, what even is this? And you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, but yeah, it's carried it's, by Beck and Kate Beckinsale being smoking hot. Yeah, it's clear. not. It's not really. Tr- at least this first movie is not really trying to be much more than what it is. 
It is a little bit, but not too much. Um, probably not as much as a movie like Blade, which I also have not seen in over 20 years. Um, and yeah, yeah. So it's, it's fine. It's, it's good at what it's trying to be. <laughs> it's fine. I, I agree. I agree with it being just, um, just fine. <laughs> for next week. I don't know. What do you want? Do you want like a family film? You want something kind of sad, something foreign language? Not sad. I want, I want something, something happy. I'm going to be done with my, my master's degree program and I have no, no homework or class of things in my background. I want to have fun free and it's summer. So pick something like that. I just gave you all the emotions that I want to feel in my next movie. Yeah, that's a lot, <laughs> a lot to unpack there. Um, oof. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just running down my list here. Um, I, wait, wait, I see one on your list. Can I, can I help? What about Joe versus the volcano? I feel like I just saw that. Did you? When did you see that one? I didn't see. It I don't. Since it came out. I don't know. I probably. I probably. <laughs> when it came out. Um, it's been forever. By the time I'm not even kidding. it was already kind of old by the time I saw it, like in the late nineties. Um, maybe, maybe that's true. All right. Well, it's either that or maybe Little Rascals, but that's another one that I've, I've seen. seen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure I've seen the remake of the the Little Rascals. Yeah, I I didn't know that it was a remake for years because it was one of oh, those really? like <laughs> like Little Giants that we had on VHS and just watched over and over. And I never knew about the original black and white uh, uh, show because it wasn't, you know. I knew some of that old classic TV because I'd watch it at my grandparents' house, but that was not one that was on our gang. Well, either of those are great. Those, those, either of those are fine. Because like, I, I did like the, the Little Rascals, the black and white ones. I, I'm not that old, listeners. What, to, to see them. They were obviously <laughs> in reruns, Nick at Night. Yeah, and yeah. And they, they did parodies of it on, on SNL and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Little Rascals is a kid one, so I don't know if you, if that, if that influences your decision in that regard, really. or no, no. Um, I, I, I'll I'll try to watch get one of my kids to watch it with me is what I'll try to do. We'll see if we'll see how interested they are. It's yeah, it's more of a little kid kind of kind of movie, so I don't know. Although I. I feel like I watched it mostly as a teen just because it was so goofy and fun. And, that, yeah. you know, I had a lot of younger siblings in the house who would watch it. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try to get my 11-year-old to watch it with me. All right, let's, let's do that. We'll save, okay. we'll save Joe for another time. It, I'm, I'm not kidding. I've not seen Joe vs. the Volcano since, I, I swear, since it came out. Like, I, I mean, don't know what year it was. But... I didn't just see it. I saw it at Christmas probably like two years ago. That, that's, still, like that. that's still just seeing it compared to what I saw. Right, so. right. Yeah. Uh, Um, So I'm I'm back in Williamsburg again, and tomorrow I'm going to go to the theater. I'm probably going to go see Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or whatever that Mm. Nicolas Cage movie is called. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. Sure. I guess I guess you can watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in my. I mean, there's not a there's not a deep pool like it's that or or Sonic 2, or... Well, I'm actually... And I don't know if this is up your alley or anything, but I'm, I'm a little upset that I haven't yet seen it. It's out, is the Northman, which is the... the Northman is... That's, I knew there was, another, there was another choice, but it's between, it's between those two. Um, and I'll be back here in a few weeks, so I think, I think I'll probably watch 
the Nick Cage movie first. When when are you when are you leaving that area? Oh, like Wednesday. I move every oh, four sorry. days. Okay. Because um, you get you you know you also have this weekend is it is a big one is uh, Doctor Strange comes out. That's right. That's right. And that's the big one. And I'm gonna be. I don't think that's now. I think that's the next time I'm here. I'm gonna miss. They're doing a a, a you know pre-release screening of the new Downton Abbey movie, which is not mm-hmm. exciting in this list of movies that I've that I've mentioned. I mean, it is. I mean, it is if you like Downton Abbey and Downton yeah. Abbey's but big, they're doing it. Cultural thing, um, cultural you know, the cheap movie night is Tuesdays. They're doing that Wednesday because the movie comes out Thursday. And I'm oh. moving camp on Wednesday. So I'm like, oh, right. I'm going to be one day short. Because I, I also want to kind of watch for like, oh, are they going to do something like this? This network of theaters is doing a re-airing of um, Labyrinth, which oh, yeah. okay, I don't sure. think I've seen all the way through. Like, it was definitely I, not I something not. we would have been allowed to watch when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's, goblins and wizards yeah, and, uh, and 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 David Bowie, who is of course David Bowie, all kinds of uh, uh, dangerous. Um, but they're not doing that at this theater. Like it's a bunch of the other ones in the network. I'm like, oh, that's I would have gone to see that. I um, I have watched um, that labyrinth movie four times. And okay. every time I have gotten to the exact same scene and turned it off. It's when he sings, uh, uh, Mind Me of the Babe, Babe of the Power, Power of Voodoo, Who Do You Do? And the goblins are singing like a musical number. And it's it's just a David Bowie song that they put right in the middle of this. And I'm like, I can't handle this. And it goes on for so long. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. It's, I just turn it off. It's the dance song, Dance the Magic Dance? It's like Dance the Magic Dance. It's, oh, I don't it, know. It's, it's probably, a different it song. Probably is. Okay. Yeah, all I know is that it's that song. And I can't handle it. It's so bad for me. And I just, <laughs> and I want to like it so much. I want to like that show. I like the Muppets. I like the whole thing. It's just, that's ugh, it's, anyway, that, that it's so weird that that's the one mm. thing that keeps turning me off on, on the things. Okay. So, so we got that. And uh, I, I, I'm going to try now that I don't have school anymore and Sid's going to be going off. I'm going to see if I can't be sneaking down to the theaters a lot more because um, sure. to watch these, these kind of things like, like, like the Nick Cage was, that's why I said the Nick Cage one is something that I would go to if I'm bored on a, on a, or like you're doing, like if you don't have anything else to watch. Yeah, and um, it's and it's Tuesday nights is five bucks. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. Um, you'll have to tell me. You have to tell me if it's good if it's good or not. It could be great. Right. Right. Yeah. It could be like it's Din Djarin is in it and they're yeah, best buddies, right? Yeah. Uh, Mando. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had his name in my brain right there. Now it's gone. But yeah, the Northman movie is pa- like Pedro two, Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Um, is like two and a half hours, and I'm like, uh. I think I'd rather see a kind of fun one after Morbius. Yeah. And, um, yes, fair. That's fair. And, and Northman is probably going to be super serious. And right. It's getting great reviews, and, and that's good. It's weird for a Viking, brutal Viking movie. I mean, um, Vikings have been big lately. I don't know what they have, they have been the big. deal is. but uh, So the, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to be watching that one pretty soon, and, and hopefully it'll uh, be. But definitely, I know this weekend... Um, you're gonna to have to like dodge and weave Discord if you don't get to see it because I know Fox and uh, our buddy Justin and myself will probably be going nuts with it. Yeah, I'll um, probably go to whatever theater is near and pay full price just so we can talk about it on the podcast. But see it on the big thing. Uh, cool, cool. Um, what else? Are you caught up on uh, the Moon Knight? 
I am caught up on the Moon Knight. Are you caught up on the Moon Knight? Mm-hmm. Oh, we are. Yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying it. I just saw. I, uh, I just saw an episode with a boat. With a boat. Maybe I'm. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay, we are caught up. Yes. I don't. I don't want to spoil. We're at the same. No, that's 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 fair. Uh, high high level on that one. And a short thing because I think this is one we'll probably talk about just at the end of the season. Mostly. Sure. Um, I, I'm enjoying it. I will say. Um, the. Um, it used to be called schizophrenia, but now it's called dissociative disorder. Yeah, D- or, or, DPD or DID, uh, dissociative personality disorder or dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, yeah. That that's that is an interesting thing in this genre. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it's a fresh new idea. I, I I enjoy that. I think that's a neat thing to to explore. I've I've um, started like seeing it, it. I've started seeing it more and more, like um, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. Uh, mm-hmm. as one of the main characters has that and she will have conversations between her different personalities and it's several books deep before you really understand like what happened to her to to cause that oh yeah and th- i thought in this recent one semi spoilers that i think it's episode five they they do tell you that like yeah and i thought it was pretty it felt really organic and shocking yeah i mean i don't it's way right i don't have any basis of comparison to say whether it's i don't either yeah accurate or or realistic and of course uh you know we know that mental health and and mental disorders i guess disorders is still the right word um Mm -hmm. are not you know are not math equations right like every yes every case is unique and people's um things manifest different ways to different people and, yeah and and, 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 and in this case and I'm, I'm tiptoeing spoilers here you you find out who the original character is i guess who the original person is mm-hmm. or personality and then so you find out how and why this other personality was created right and and, and for what reasons and i i felt that when they did that it did feel pretty organic and, and believable like, yeah, all the why, all the right. cases of this, I don't know anything about. about I, I don't either. So, real life, yeah. but um, what did I don't I, want to speak to as if I do. I describe. I was describing the show Severance, uh, and maybe mm-hmm. I said this on the podcast, but I was describing Severance as somebody, and I'm like, yeah, it's like they artificially created uh, DPD in their employees, so they have these these two personas. But every yeah. case of it I've seen in fiction. Um, it's always uh, a a defensive reaction to some kind of trauma, right? Yeah. Something happens to a person, a character, and they literally become a new person, new personality, because their original personality is so scarred and broken, they can't handle it, and and yeah. their mind fractures. And, and and this one, I think Oscar Isaac's it, Oscar Isaac does does do a great job of mm-hmm. the the person who goes through that problem, the personality that goes through that that problem, the original personality. Um, like you, it's it's young, right? And yeah. it's very it's very real. Like you can see how that that and then the trauma that follows it continues to follow it can lead to that. And and then when he's as an adult you realize that that personality is that way um, because of that. And you're like, oh yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense. And that does track and why this person acts this way. 
you know, and, and, and has these kind of relationships or whatever. Um, so, um, and then he goes through it, like, you know, in that, that boat area, when they're going back through their memories, he did like the, the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it. And he's so, you know, emotionally disturbed and Oscar Isaac just does a really good job of just not, I don't want to talk about anything to do with that. You know, I don't want to address it. I don't want to do whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then when they do, it's like, oh yeah, it kind of comes together. And then the other personality realizes it too. And it's just this whole like waterfall of things, which I thought was, was really good. And, and I know there's, it's, it's all set with this Egyptian gods and, and moon Knight and all that kind of stuff. But, um, unlike Picard, this part stuff is, is interesting as well as yeah. the, the superhero parts of it. Yeah. Um, and, and the characters are interesting and the, the actors are, are pretty good at doing what they're doing and they're, they're believable in all their ways. Um, and then the, this, this, the super supernatural parts of it are pretty interesting too. I will say that the villain Ethan Hawke is just keeps coming on the screen and you definitely know he's a villain, mm -hmm. but you totally get why people don't think he's a villain. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. He, he, so it's a, it's a good, you know, you come off of a, of a, a, a villain like Thanos which was pretty much ultimate power of all power that you could powerfully have. Sure. Um, what, how do you, you, you can't match that kind of stuff. So villains become now this other kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Where they're psychological or something, you know, they, little, mess, they gaslight you or that kind of quieter. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's pretty good so far. And I don't, I, I'm interested to see what happens in the next one to see if they're going to go into this bigger thing. I also like, um, What's his name? The the Egyptian god that's in like in his body, or is he's the avatar? Khonshu is that his name? Khonshu. Khonshu. Um, yeah, I like that. He's definitely not necessarily a good guy. I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's just not like a perfect dude. He's yeah. That's a thing I've I've seen in fiction, but have not seen too much in in TV or film. Is this idea of um, taking some of those ancient like mythological pantheons or whatever and mm -hmm. and and addressing them in modern day in the real world i know that again is another thing that comes up in in urban fantasy um i mean it's kind of basic like like uh hades is kind of takes that and not it's not modern day but right right you get this like storytelling you know you've got this group of people and they're you know they're immensely powerful but what do they do with that power what is their personality like when you have a a polytheistic religion your your gods and goddess, goddesses have you know like squabbles and stuff they're more like people more like normal people yeah. than than like infallible beings yeah and 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 he's he's not like he's not evil he's definitely good right but he's he's he feels like a rebel is the word like he feels like he, right. he's rebellious yeah right um and he's arrogant and he's you know, he's just not like, you know, the, the paladin type God that you would think of a superhero to have. Right. Right. And the fact that he chooses, um, this person is speaks volumes as well. Um, which makes it an I think, which makes an interesting character, which makes yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah. And, and I'm sure people who read this comic book, that's maybe what drew it to him is like how interesting and unique and different he is. He's not Spider-Man. He's not Superman. He's not Captain America or Iron Man. He's got his own thing. And that's kind of cool. So that's refreshing, I, I think. So, yeah, I, I like Moon Knight. It's fun. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm digging it. Um, 
man, we we're running low here. So next time we still got to push off for all mankind. I, the longer I push that off, it's, it's like, I was so long to get finally finished that you're going to forget every single thing that happened by yep. the time we, we get to it. You're like, Oh, you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, that happened. I forgot that was even a thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about that again next week with our, with our, uh, Dr. Strange spoilers. I forgot that you, you finished it. I don't have my notes. I forgot. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to, we got, we got to talk about that. We got to, we got to talk about that, man. I got some things to talk about. All right. Uh, and we'll be season four. No, it's, there's two seasons. There's two. So it's season three is coming up pretty soon. I think I need, I need to look that up. A couple, couple months. So that's great. Like not, I can, it's not imminent, but it's fairly soon. Yeah. That's, 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 I, we got to talk about it before then. Cause I got some, I got to get some talking out. Dennis. Another thing that I thought that I thought would be news when we were at Fox is I swear I saw a headline saying Diablo Immortal was coming out on it a- is. April 25th. Well, it's, it's coming out very soon. Yeah, it said April 25th. And I'm like, oh, that's Monday. I can get it Monday. And so oh, sev- no. several times on, on Monday, last Monday, I was like, I was like, oh, I should check if that's like, I don't really play games on my phone anymore. But I'm like, after all this, I've got to at least try it. And then I like added it to my thing on the app store that it's supposed to notify me and then i checked it and i yeah. checked it and then i finally googled the news and they're like projected june 2nd or whatever and i'm june, like that's right. a month from now what do you what are you <laughs> april 25th me you know this and you know a month is like nothing after that gen- that uh, blizzcon was like four years ago now but exactly um, exactly yeah yeah it's it, it, it is when i did see that though i did see that it was june and i thought oh my god i i thought i would have known this is coming out you know that soon before like a month or two out yeah i mean you know that's part of we're doing it that's part of our uh oh you mean they would have done these and maybe they did i've been fairly out of touch with all the blizzard news since the lawsuit stuff i just can't yeah i can't i I can't muster any kind of enthusiasm for it they announced they're gonna do uh classic wrath of lich king which we might play. I don't know. I don't know that I have bandwidth for doing an MMO on the road, but yeah, if our the, friends the, play, I'll play. I'm sure. And, and it and it is like like all things, but Blizzard is even worse. Is the um, you know they give a release date, then it comes up to the release date, and they're like you know delaying it. But Blizzard Blizzard's delays are we're going to delay it two years, right? And then and then right. they delay it two years, and then and then it comes two years. They're like it's not a place where I want to be. We're just going to cancel it. And so, now they're. Now they're owned by Microsoft, so who knows if they'll keep doing that or um, I don't even know. I mean that Microsoft um, deal is going to take years to shake out, but yeah. So I mean, Overwatch will still be they have announced it will still be the way it was. All the, the Microsoft did say they're going to do all the things that are right now. They're going to continue to do of finish course. as they were. Of course, so they'll finish as they were. Um, but but anything new, so you know, Overwatch three or whatever, it'll be, take would, years would come out before. They start. Yeah, start Diab- Diablo changes, Five will like be Xbox only. Is what it'll be. <laughs> right, we'll, right. We'll see. right. Yeah. Um, Xbox, you know, point four, whatever they call their next yeah. one in twenty forty uh, when Diablo Five comes out. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh um the the Diablo Immortal is something that I I'm gonna I'll buy buy on that on day day one without a question and um because like you know like like Diablo and I I've got a nice controller for my phone now so that's really cool sydney has she got a switch for her birthday so i have a pretty big phone and i enjoy playing some now game games on my phone with Mm -hmm. my controller thing um 
but I feel like a little wimpy thing when she's got a switch OLED with this huge <laughs> screen and she sits next to me. I'm like, that's a, you're holding a monitor in your hand. You know, it's a beautiful monitor playing these games. So, um, yeah, I remember when I saw the switch, I was like, that's huge. Why is it so big? Like it's so big. That's not a game boy. That's not going to fit in my pockets. But of course yeah, we, not, a, not at all. We have phones <laughs> for, for that. Though, so. Exactly. So, uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Diablo Immortal, we'll, that'll be coming up soon. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll, we'll grab that one. Month. We'll, we'll talk about that. All right. Well, that's that. Do it. So next week, uh, what do we say? Little Rascals. The Little Rascals. From the 90s, whenever that was. With, that was the one with Reba McIntyre, and I'm pretty sure Trump is in there as one of the parents of the kids. But, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode what, uh, 244. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. Check them out. They have reviews on all the things. Uh, if you want to reach out to us with uh, suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. That address, as always, is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Over on our website, frontporchpodcast.com, we have contact forms and, uh, uh, again, an out-of-date list of the movies that we're watching. Um, and show notes, I'll put a link to some of the stuff we talked about early in the show. Uh, if you enjoyed The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>